Chuckleheads. I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Andrea Pricorato, uh, class of 2018. Um, as you can see, her name is short on the board. It's Dre because, you know, us Italians, a lot of letters. Uh, she's going to tell you everything the same way every other show goes. We're going to send it to KJ. We're going to send it to Harry. She's going to tell you about her, how she got here and some of the things that happened while she's here. And then she's going to tell you about what she's doing now. But without further ado, this is Andrea. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Andrea Precarado, even though it says Dre up there, but she, like me, has a very long name. And you can only fit so many letters on a board. Uh, she's from the class of 2018. Uh, first off, thank you for being here. There's your tea. Thank you. As we do every week, we are going to talk to Dre about how she got to Bethany, how she found Bethany, uh, her time here. We'll take a break, come back. We'll talk a little bit about comps and senior week. And then from there, we'll talk about what you're doing now. Okay. So uh, let's start off with, let's see, I guess that would be the spring of 14. Spring of 13? Uh, fall of 13 would okay. have been my, my soccer uh, season. So um, actually, I don't, I don't know if anybody remembers Alexis Stabney. She was, yeah, Alexis Stabney. So um, she was a, she was a soccer player here. Um, she's actually from my hometown. So we play club together. Um, she came down here and <clears throat> um, I don't know, she, like she was just having a really good time with it. Telling me a lot about it. Telling me about the atmosphere. And um, I don't know, I never really thought I was even going to go to college, to be honest. So I wasn't planning on anything in that nature. Um, and then when I was playing club as well, the coach who coached Dabney, mm -hmm. she had also went to Bethany. So then she was like, oh, you know, Dabney, like, you know, that'd be cool. Like you could go down you there too. You could play together. Yeah. Especially since we had played together at home already. Mm -hmm. So I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. And um you know, my mom had cancer at the time too. So I was really like skeptical about even leaving. It took me a very long time to commit to. Okay. That was one of the biggest things. If you talk to Pete Paracacas, he's the one that recruited me. He was like, you were on my board for seven months. Like <laughs> no, yes or no. I could not get an answer out of you. <laughs> well, that's understandable. You're going through that. You're going through that. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're in that contemplation of, do I really want to leave home right now? Yeah. Is this the right time? Right. But it wasn't too far away. And I think that was like, the jump and my mom of course was like no absolutely like she wanted me to get the education so she she definitely wanted me to go she supported me in that now were you recruited as a goalie i was yes and this is a little known <laughs> fact for everybody out there you're recruited as a goalie yeah which is which is crazy as well but um so yeah so i kind of looked into it a little bit more and i was like you know what like i'll i'll go for it and um so dabney came up with the coach watched one of my games and my high school coaches didn't really help out a lot because I wasn't the one that they were thinking was going to go play college soccer. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, if you ask people in high school, I was kind of, they used me because they had me. Like I was kind of what they had. Yeah. So um, that's cool about college too, is I kind of peaked in college. But um, so, you know, she came up and uh, with the assistant coach and the assistant coach wrote me an email after and she's like, you know, I really like how much you talk in goal. You move a lot. Like we like that. So she was like, we definitely want to have you down for a visit. So... I went down, um, you know, I kind of like, I, everybody says it, but like fell in love with the campus because it's really easy to do. It's a gorgeous campus. It has a really good atmosphere. Um, you know, when they take you on the tour, they tell you the traditions and it makes you feel like, wow, this is a family. This is something I want to be a part of. So um, I definitely think that's what, what captured it. But mm -hmm. like I said, I went my whole season feeling oh, like I had this option to go to Bethany. I really didn't have any other options. Nobody else looked at me. Uh, my coaches weren't helping me be recruited or anything like that. So it was really only Bethany. 
Um, now, does that come from uh, maybe now that now that you are a coach, and we'll get into that in the in the second half. But does that come into play in soccer more? As it, it's not the high school coach that's really going to help you get recruited. It's more of a like the club coach or your travel coach has that has a connection or knows a couple people and maybe they're they're there to look for somebody else. So the the high school game isn't really where you get recruited for soccer. Yeah, I I would agree with that for sure because it depends on the coach um, a lot. And I had great I had really did have great high school coaches. But sometimes it's like, you know, coaches play favorites a little bit because they're also teachers. So oh. it's like, oh, I had them in class. They're a great student. And now I have them on my team and they're a great player. Whereas like club, you're getting paid more to invest into these kids. Yeah. So they spend more time. It's more competitive than the high school level. Um, so, yeah, they definitely I think they put more work in and they, they want more for you. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, well, you're playing high school so this could be it for you yeah Yeah, and you don't pay to play we're like club you know you're paying for Mm -hmm. that training you're paying to get better so so you you commit Mm -hmm. and fast forward you're here let's talk about the transition from high school to college athletics okay so definitely nervous i think like anybody because it's like okay i'm coming in as a freshman and like i said i was wasn't the best player in high school but the way I explain it to people is, you know, you can't expect to go and, and play the way that you did in high school because in high school, like, you were the captain and you were mm-hmm. the best on the team. Well, now you're coming with everybody who was a captain and who was the best on the team. Now you're competing. You're competing for your spot. You're competing for a school and you're a freshman, so you're the underdog. Um, but I think that anxiety, like, helped a lot because I came in and I was really prepared. Like, I crushed all the tests. Um tests I will never I still have that on my on my playlist on Spotify like I still <laughs> I still work out to that because like I don't know it's just like it was a thing that it's we a did. test yeah. it, it's it's the anybody that's done it it's it's yeah. one of those things that you're like oh this is dumb but then it's it's that athlete comes in the competitive mm-hmm. nature and you're like no you're I'm, I'm gonna beat this right and that's how I was like coming in I think I transitioned a lot as a player but like coming in I was just like okay I need to to be good where then like my senior year, I was like, I was treating it like it was D1 soccer. Mm-hmm. I was going to everything. Like I wanted to make sure it was the best. I was competing like I was on a scholarship because like I love soccer. And I think if you're going to play at any level, you can't be like, well, it's D3. So I'm going to, I'm going to miss practice. Like, yeah. It's like, no, you stay up and do your homework. So you don't have to miss practice. Um, but yeah, so I, I crushed all the tests and he wasn't putting me in goal at all. And I was like, oh my God, like I got new goalie gloves. Cause like I'm going to college, <laughs> like I'm really ready. And I remember asking him the one day, I was like, am I ever going to get like a chance in goal? Because like, I don't, I don't play the field. And he like pulled me aside. And he's like, I recruited too many goalies. And I was like, okay. So I was like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do here? I was like, are you going to give me a chance to like show you what I got? And he was like, yeah, like I'll do that. And like put me in and like, you know, I, I did all right. But then it was like, oh, but you're athletic. So like, we're going to, we're, we're going to find somewhere for you. Yeah. He was like, we're transitioning you. And I was like. Oh no, like, and then, you know, every year we, well, usually every year, I don't know if they're still doing this now, but we would go play um, Wheeling Jesuit. Mm-hmm. I think they're just Wheeling College now, but yeah. we would go play them and they're D2. And, you know, throughout the years, like we were getting crushed at the beginning, we got a little bit better and we were able to compete with them. But being down here as a freshman, they were like, hey, you're going to start at defense. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I mean, I've played, like, I've, I've always played goalie. And when I did step on the field, it was more of like forward if they ever just uh-huh. needed somebody. So I'm like, now I'm playing defense. I have no idea how to play defense. Um, Michelle Paul, she was our rock star 
the entire time that she played, she controlled the defense and she really helped me out a lot. And she, she like, she didn't let me slack. She was like, this is what you need to do if you're not going to do it. Like, we gotta yeah. step off. Like, somebody else will come in and do it. So, you know, I, it, a little bit of that tough love was nice, but um, it was definitely a transition because it's, it's make or break. It's either, you know, you perform or we give somebody else a chance. Absolutely. And if they don't perform, then it's like you might get another chance. But, but then you then it's right back into the same boat. You have to mm -hmm. you have to deliver. Yep. Every well, every week we were fighting for a, a starting position. And you brought up Wheeling College. You also, I think, in your we get if we fast forward to your spring, you would go and compete against Laroche. Yes. Almost every spring, and mm -hmm. that's that's not a slouch program when I, when you're talking Division Three. I mean, no. especially when you for your your group. For that four years, I think they they did make a NCAA run one of those years. They were ranked, they they were yeah. nationally ranked. Um, I know they made an ECAC run mm -hmm. a, a couple of the. I mean, they were a legitimate D three. This elite. is gonna this is gonna gauge where we are before we bring the new people in. Yeah, and I think those games normally went. They weren't great, but they were definitely a great tool oh, for the yeah. program. Yeah, it definitely, like, it put us in perspective of, like, where we were as a team. So, you know, everybody comes in in the fall, you transition some new players in. Spring, you're transitioning some players out, like mm -hmm. you said. So, it's like, you kind of get a feel of what you have for the people that are going to be there next year without the freshman guy. So, they were definitely a good gauge in the spring. Uh, we only played half field because that was the way the tournament was set up. But then we started actually scrimmaging them as well. Instead mm -hmm. of wheeling, we started going back and forth, LaRoche and wheeling. Um, and we beat them maybe twice, but... But it's and that's a gauge yeah. of it's a confidence boost as a team. Absolutely. Um, because there was a, there were a couple of years where it didn't go great. Right. And there yeah. were years that the program started to kind of turn. Mm -hmm. um, I think we lost to LaRoche like six nothing the one time, and then we came back the next year and beat them like four two. Yeah. Like putting goals away, and that was something we struggled with was putting goals away. So. Um, so we talked a little bit about the athletics, and we'll we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, Obviously, because there's a story, uh, there's a story yeah. we're building towards. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about the so the academic transition because you said, um, you know, you weren't really looking to go to college. Did the was there a struggle there, or was grades or school kind of a you worked at it and? So I, I think there was definitely a little bit of a struggle, but I think part of what Bethany does is they are really supportive and they they try to help out a lot. So um, like two point nine in high school, I don't think I ever. That was my cumulative. Not a good student. I struggled. I mean, my parents tried to help me, tutors, whatever. Came here. I remember failing my first test, and I like called my mom, and I was like, "Okay, I failed, but now I know what the teacher wants. Like, now I know how to study." And my mom was like, "All right, great, because like we're paying for school now. <laughs> it's not a free education anymore." So I was like, "All right, like I got this." It's great that you figured it out, <laughs> but there's a really big bill, so like you figure it figure out. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So. <clears throat> um, you know, utilize the, the learning center here and there mm -hmm. when we needed to. Um, but yeah, I think I think the school, the teachers like really cared a lot. Um, I think a lot of people say this too. Like, it's not like you're going to a D1 school or you know the bigger classes. So you're not in your freshman English class with 200 other people afraid to raise your hand and ask a question. I think almost every single teacher I ever encountered at Bethany was very personable, willing to help. Um, some would give you the tough love and say, yeah, this is college. Like, I'll give you some tips, but like, you got you to figure yeah. this out, um, which is a good thing too, because it helps you, you build. But um, I excelled a lot here and I just think it's really about the community, um, the small community on and off campus. And that worked for you. That was something that probably helped Absolutely. you 
figure out what you were going to do. Yeah. And you, you, I believe, social work major. Yes. Uh, so talk a little bit more about like that specific department because they really kind of it was a team. Mm -hmm. You guys were like this always. Yeah. And Furby just won that award. She's one of the best teachers I've ever I've ever come in contact with for sure. Um, the department is definitely very um, close knit. Um, it's small too. That's another thing. Like it, it's also another. It's a smaller department. So you, what I comped with maybe six or seven other people. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I think like and I think that's also social work nature is we're very like oh empathetic and like loving and stuff like that. So you know we studied a lot. Um, we, we applied a lot. We, what we learned, we had to apply it instead of just being tested on it. We applied a lot more. So a lot of hours, a lot of hours. Yes, we, um, you know, internships. We did a thirty-hour one freshman year, uh, sophomore year there wasn't any, and then a hundred-hour junior year and five hundred and sixty senior year. So we were definitely we were off campus a lot, mm -hmm. um, which you know it's a good area. Wheeling, they have a lot of opportunities. Well, applying so. what you're learning, it's not a here mm -hmm. take this test. It's go right. do. Yeah, and that that's I'm more hands on, so mm -hmm. that definitely helped with me as well. <clears throat> like, I mean, you can sit there and test me on all the vocabulary that you want, but if you say like, "Hey, this is this," then it, it clicks better with me. So that definitely helped me a lot. Um, but then, I mean, there are some kids that are the opposite. So, um, but that's why the learning center I think is great too, because mm -hmm. they really they really help the students a lot. So we covered athletics, we covered academics, and you are one of the last groups, or pretty much the last group, that got the full experience, or well, half of a full experience of Bubba's. Oh, yeah. And the social aspects that came with Bethany, because yeah. right now they're, well, one, with, with COVID, it's, it's kind of tough to have. I'm yeah. sure that the bar, the bar wouldn't be open right. right now, given what's going on. But just the, the social aspect of Bethany, it's a small place. It's not the big school. You're not going to have 30 bars down the street mm -hmm. or whatever. Talk about kind of the difference because you were a fine you, you were a soccer player. Yeah. Were you involved in other activities? Let's let's go to the social aspect of what you did here. Okay. Um, so I did end up joining fine you. I was in that sorority. Never thought I'd be a sorority girl, um, but sororities and fraternities are definitely different here at Bethany as well. Um, so I joined that, you know, that gave me definitely a good group of friends. A lot of the girls on the soccer team, they were um, also in Vimeo. So I had them to do a lot of stuff with, but it also helped with going back to academics. Academics, um, You know, your GPA wasn't where it needed to be, study hours. Yep. You know, there was, we had signs that say like, I need help with this. And you would write down like, okay, Andrea, math. And somebody would be like, okay, I can help Andrea. And we would contact each other. So that definitely helped us like bond as a group, but living in the house, uh, there's so many memories and stuff. It was, it was the best time of my life. Um, Bubba's? That's different. That's <laughs> a different place. That's a different place. That is, there's, I mean, what can you say about Bubba's? Like, Chuck, you know, that's about it. Oh, Chuck. Chuck, yeah. And Harv, I mean. It, it, Harv, yeah. They, yeah, well, you know Harv, we all know Harv. <laughs> Um, and like, I didn't get to know Bubba, obviously, but I feel like they really carried like the way that people spoke about him. I feel like they really carried his energy, um, like oh, with the bar. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they always talked about well, him. I mean, you spent uh, that year that I worked at the bar, you spent, you were the only person 
or one of three people that was down that, there like that hung out. That just, you, you might not even drag. You were just like, you guys look bored. Yeah. Can we? I'm gonna come hang out, and watch some TV with you guys. And, right. And that was know. like sad too because like I know we're in college, and now that I'm older, I would like I I have more of a respect for businesses like this. Mm -hmm. But it's like you know when you're in college, you like pregame so you don't have to drink as much there. And as a freshman, I was like, oh, I didn't know you guys were open during the week. I thought it was just a Wednesday, Friday, Saturday thing. And then yeah. I realized, like, you know, you guys were you were open every day of the week. And th I think that's something that we, we could have supported a little bit more as broke college students. But one well, the, the great thing about what Bubba's provided is it was a it was a safe environment. Absolutely. For the people that went to school, at least at Bethany. Yeah. Now, granted, you're going to get your West Liberty kids to come over. You're going to get a bellow people to come down or, or wherever you're coming from. But the Bethany kids didn't. You won. You don't have to worry about parents. Don't have to worry about the man on the roads. Right. Obviously, the underage drinking thing isn't great, but we all know as adults, it's going to happen. Right. In a building that is a business that has to follow the guidelines that the, the state of West Virginia puts down, the issue really became that it went from you might show up at, on a Wednesday at eight o'clock and be at the bar all night, where by the time the bar went down, it was. You showed up at eleven thirty. You showed up at twelve, and the bar yeah. closed at one fifteen. I mean, right. there's just not there's just not money to be there wasn't money to be made there. Absolutely. Um, and and it, you're right. It is a lot safer. Like some people would be like, oh, like you're able to like drink on campus. And yes, like, yes, sure. Kind of like with a Bethany ID. That's all you. There's a membership right. thing on the door. <laughs> the membership was you got a Bethany ID. God. Yeah, exactly. But it was like it was a lot safer because then. You know, once they closed, we were all going to G-Top, and there were a couple accidents here and there from people driving back from G-Top. Mm -hmm. You know, it's we already are driving down windy roads. Now try to do it three drinks deep. Three or and, and that's that's on the conservative side. You definitely had your people that were going the same way they were coming to Bubba's, but it was different right. when you could walk up the hill. Yeah. Then now you have to drive that. What is it? Three and a half miles or something like that. Yeah. And that's not an easy road to drive. 88 is not an easy thing to mm -hmm. navigate sober. Right. <laughs> Let alone for the people that were doing it. Yeah. Um, I think we definitely had a good group of people that were trying to be very mindful of that, though, and be like, you know, I won't drink this week, and I'll get the DD. And then, like, you know, rotation. You rotate. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, I don't know. I think Bubba's is, like, it's something that Bethany's known for. When you come back from homecoming, you want to go to Bubba's and have a drink. Mm -hmm. Like, even if even if you don't have a drink, like, you just want to go just to Bubba's. You just want to be in there. Sometimes I would go down there and literally just bring quarters and play pool. Like, if I was mad, I wouldn't even come drink. I'd sit and bust the balls on the pool table but it was you know and then Harvard would be like hey you good over there and I'm like yep you want anything to drink no nope. nope. <laughs> thank you thanks so maybe later <laughs> so. um all right well I think I'm gonna pause there and we're gonna lead into this we're gonna come into the second segment with a boom because it's gonna be uh we're gonna fast forward to your senior year okay fall of your senior year specifically senior day of your Senior day, fall of your senior year, to be as precise as possible. Right. Uh, but before I do that, I have to send it to KJ, Karen Dunn with Maple Shades Outdoors. Uh, if you have not, make sure you follow and subscribe. Uh, follow his Instagram page, subscribe to the YouTube page. Uh, also, if you haven't yet, everybody congratulate KJ, just got engaged. So congratulations, buddy. Uh, but without further ado, go ahead, KJ, take it away. What's going on, everybody? This is Kieran Dunn, founder of Maple Shade Outdoors. You're currently watching Dingo Talk with my man, Carlo. If you're anything like me and you're really enjoying this content, you should like and subscribe his page. While you're on YouTube, you should probably just head over and like and subscribe Maple Shade Outdoors. Check out our page. Enjoy some videos and some outdoor content. 
You might as well hop on Instagram, Facebook, follow us, Maple Shade Outdoors. Now that's enough about me. I'm trying to get back and watch the rest of Dingo Talk, so I'll talk to y'all later. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest is Andrea Precarado. Yeah, Precarado. Uh, class of 2018. Uh, we were actually just talking, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. So, you, okay. so you broke this this chick's leg yes. your sophomore year, mm -hmm. um, and and that I guess we'll pick up right there. So you were you were playing Franciscan real tight, mm -hmm. break this girl the girl the girl you come there's a collision she breaks her leg you're yeah. involved, and then from there what happens? So during, that game? during that game okay. yeah. so like obviously like i'm trying to apologize to her and she's hyperventilating broken leg so and actually this is funny too um so we're like waiting for her to get off the field like ambulance had to come and stuff because they didn't want to mm -hmm. move her um and i go up to the refs and i was like all right like what's going on am i getting a card like am i what and they were like it was a clean slide and the ball went out on her they were like it's actually your guys's ball so of course we were like respectful and gave it to the other team we're not gonna yeah. we're not gonna be like that but yeah it was just like kind of like a one-on-one -on -one situation I was coming across the field she had beat all the other defenders and I was like eh, I'm just gonna slide and just you know, a bad collision so um but yeah after that they definitely they raised their level and they definitely took it to us but it was nice to compete with them for a while because they're, they're a good program and then the following year you uh go over and try to find said girl oh yeah so so i go over and i try to find her and we're getting taped and stuff and i was like hey what happened to this player whatever her number was and they were like oh it was her senior year like she's not here anymore and i was like oh man and they're like why and i was like well i broke her leg last year and i wanted to tell her like hey i'm sorry I it wasn't anything malicious uh and one of the girls is sitting on the tape table and she's like what, uh, what position do you play? And I was like, defense. And she goes, oh, thank God, me too. <laughs> so she's like, wanted to be as far away. You stay on your side of the field over there. Right. So, but I mean, it was a good game and, you know, no hard feelings now. But uh, yeah, definitely not an experience I wanted to have. Yeah. But still kind of like cool because like, it's kind of cool to say you got to break somebody's leg, but it wasn't like I was being malicious. I'm not a jerk about it. So. Um, and so we go from junior year to the uh fall of 2017 senior fall day 2017. of bear of bear bison stadium yep uh, uh, i believe thomas moore was the opponent mm -hmm. and i'll just let you yeah. <laughs> so when they wrote about that in like the little uh magazine that they send out it was neat i don't know if any of us had knew it at the time but um the last person that they lost to and the PAC conference was us mm -hmm. six years prior. So it was really cool to say like, you know, they left the conference and we were able to beat them six years ago, didn't lose since and beat them again on their way out. Um, so that was definitely, definitely a good memory. Um, oh God, I feel like a chosen game. <laughs> um, it's like one of those things too, where it's like, people are like, are you going to dwell on that forever? Like, are you going to think about that forever? And I'm like, it's not like, you don't think about it every day, but it's one of those, if something comes up, yeah. it's similar to it. Or if you're talking to somebody from that team, it's a memory that pops back immediately. Right. And it's like some people, excuse me, like talking to, I have a lot of friends that play in the OAC as well. So they've like scrimmaged Thomas Moore and they're like, oh, wow, like you beat Thomas Moore. I had friends like when, when I, that night of that game, they were like Mary or Marietta, um, 
Mount Union text me and they're like, I cannot believe you guys beat Thomas Moore. Mm. So it was just a really good feeling. So it's something that I'm going to remember forever, but it's not like what I live on. I'm not yeah. like, yeah, we but, beat Thomas Moore. But it's a very good accomplishment. Absolutely. If you're from Bethany, you know it's a good accomplishment because they ended up going B2. And they were that good. Mm -hmm. They were a very In good In almost sport. every sport. It wasn't just Absolutely. soccer, but soccer, women's soccer, men's soccer, women's basketball, and football. They yeah. really kind of had a... And baseball, for the for that matter. Um, and I'm probably forgetting a sport. Softball probably was in there, too. But they were, across the board, they were absolutely the team that you ranked yourself with. Right. How good are you in the, in the, in the conference? Right. And, I mean, they did. They won the conference, I want to say, every year that I, I was here at Bethany. But um, I, I just think it was cool, too. So, you know, going in as a freshman, playing them, I mean, they're dribbling around. They were laughing and talking to each other while they were playing. So we were like nothing. I will never forget that. They're like scoring their 11th goal, like having a full-blown conversation with each other. And scoring. And then yeah. just like. <laughs> and I'm like bent over, like I can't even like, but it's like, you don't want to fold and just yeah. be like, well, we're losing 11, nothing. So why try? Like, I mean, a lot of us tried until that, that very last second, mm -hmm. but what are you going to do about it? So, you know, we're like, okay, we got to reevaluate some things. Like we know Thomas Moore is good, but like 13, nothing is a really bad score. Absolutely. So go back the next year. No, they come to us the next year. Uh, we still ended up losing like eight nothing, so a little bit more of a rough year as well. Um, junior year, we got a new coach, and I think he changed the atmosphere of the team a little bit. He put in a lot of strategic, so instead of like teaching us to play the way that he wanted us to play, he he taught us those things, but he also was like, "I'm gonna play you guys to where it's difficult for the other team." Mm -hmm. So we kind of like I don't want to say like played down but like we almost like we were just playing to stop them we played a lot of defensive games and then we capitalized on more of a counter game yeah you're hoping for a counter up top where you can right. bear down this way and you can push a two-on-one yeah. or or whatever it might turn into right yeah okay. exactly like I, and that's honestly that's the best way to put it because if we didn't play a defensive game and we tried to play all offensive and score we were just going to get slammed. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's better to almost play defense and see if they're going to make that mistake, like you said, and then, you know, do a little counterattack. So it definitely, it saved us our energy because we weren't just running everywhere. We were playing smart instead of just playing soccer. And 13, 13 saves, it, or 13 saves, but. Yeah, so, yeah, so then. <laughs> 13 <laughs> saves in the stat book. I don't know who the right. statistician was, but I don't know if math at Thomas Moore was top line. Oh, yeah. There might have been more shots than 13. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a few. <laughs> so, so yeah, 8-0 sophomore year. Junior year, we, we go back down there. We lose 2 nothing. So we're like, all right, cool. Like, you know, we really changed how we play against them. So then we're all so, like, devastated. That senior year, we're playing Thomas Moore on our senior night. Because we're like, you don't want to lose on your senior night. But if you're going to lose, you don't want it to be, like, by Bad. a large gap. Yeah, like you don't you, want it to be an 8-0 or even in, in, in soccer, a 2-0 is rough. Yeah, is rough. yeah exactly. That's a, that's a rough score for the for the sport. Yeah, because it's like once you – like one goal is kind of like one goal, but once you score two, it's like that you got a lot of work to get yeah, back. It's to a even very tie. big uphill – it's an uphill battle, and against a team like that, it's very hard to be – put yourself in an uphill battle. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Like that game, I don't know if it was just like – if it was senior night, if it was the fans, we had a really good turnout that game. Like, all of our parents were there, obviously. But, like, something was just different. And we really – we battled. Um, you know, we went the first half, no score. And we were all kind of like, wow, like, 
you know, that's different for us. We're but here. like, we know what we're doing. Like, we know how they're playing. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> this tea. <laughs> um, so we're like, we know how we're playing. Like, we're seeing what they're doing. So let's just, let's play to our advantage. We're, we're really, and they had a new coach that year too. You can't blame it on that, but I think they didn't know us as Bethany as mm -hmm. well. So, like, they didn't know how to go. The coaching staff didn't know. Yeah. So, so there was less prep. May, not maybe not less prep, but it's not that same coach being going, okay, I know who the seniors are mm -hmm. and working his way down the roster. This is a coach that had never seen you guys before. Right. So he's only going off of what was on film. Film, exactly. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something else, but I lost my train of thought. Well, anyway, so, you know, we go the first half scoreless and, like you said, going into the saves. So it, Thomas Moore, that game that year was just awesome because, you know, as a senior, losing to them three times horribly, I had a lot of like, you know, I want to compete with this team. Same with the juniors. You know, they had already had two games under their belt. Sophomores played it before. Freshmen were like, well, we're playing Thomas Moore because we know it's a rival of Bethany. Like, other than that, they don't really know anything about it. Mm -hmm. So they were more so playing for us and just for their school. But they didn't get that feeling of like, wow, like we beat Thomas Moore. Yeah, we, we beat Thomas Moore because they, they didn't really know. But what I like about that game is that it was such a collective um, effort. Like, you can't say one person won the game or one person didn't. So we have a senior keeper, Anna Riddle, comes in battling mono the entire summer. Like, she didn't even get to do preseason, so she had to make up all of her, her uh, fitness tests mm -hmm. before she could even play. She comes in with 13 saves when really there was, like, in the 30s for shots on goal. Um, so we have that. 37 if I'm, if the, if the, yeah. if the stat, if the stats are right, but 13 saves with yeah. 37 shots on goal with 13 saves, but the, the score didn't end up that way. So exactly. who knows how many shots that were really on goal? Cause right. Cause I was going to say, yeah, it was just, it was insane. There's literally nothing else to say about that except for like, it's insane. I remember turning around at one point during the game and I, like I had made a mistake and they had ripped a shot on her and she like dove for it and didn't even hit it out. Like she caught it. And I was like, thanks for saving my back. And she was like, I'm not letting a goal in. She's like, this is four years. Like, I am not letting a goal in this game. So. And that's, that's, you had seniors at all levels of the field. Yeah. You had a senior keeper. You had seniors on defense. You had seniors in the four, and in, in your midfield. You had a senior up the, up, yeah, the top, up the top. And at that point, that was, you said with the new coach. There was, I believe, isn't that one of the first games where he had shifted her and moved her more into a midfield? I think she, she yeah. had moved more to a midfield position. She and was let, making good passes. Yeah, through. she yeah. was she was the one setting, kind of setting everything instead mm -hmm. of being the run and chase person. Right, which like I mean that was Hyerman is she's a phenomenal runner. That was what having her up top all four years was just crucial. She made it really hard for. Mm -hmm for other teams. Like when we played after freshman year, everyone was like, we know Heinerman number two, that's who we have to stop. She's just the energy. She yeah. had, she brought a lot of energy. And she, it was balls to the wall every game. Absolutely. And yeah. I think that your group of seniors, that that was a mentality is if I'm in there, even like you brought up Anna Riddle with the, there, there were games that didn't go the way she wanted. Right. It doesn't mean that she didn't play well. That was a barrage of shots where, you know, eventually somebody's going to score. Right. It's just you can only take so many shots and be in that defensive game. Yeah. But for you, for you, there was, uh, and I believe Borsch was was yeah. was involved there. So you, you know, I mean, you have a senior group that it's a, there was a competitive nature to you guys. Mm -hmm. There was a yeah that maybe this the, the stat sheet's not going to show this, but you went and watched those games. It was 
they were physical battles. They right. were, there was no, and even the Thomas More game, there was no lie down to Thomas More. Mm -hmm. like it, now, there was times where, you know, maybe WNJ did get the best of you guys. Yeah. Still not a lie down game. No. It's not that anybody quit or gave up. It was, they just happened to, they had it, they have, they had your number. Yeah. So the Thomas More game, you, 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 you have a kind of the perfect storm. You get through the first half. Mm -hmm. That's a confidence boost to the entire team. Right. You get into the second half, and I don't. I want to say about midway through the second half, you had to play for. There's like 20, <laughs> 23 minutes in there yeah. after the. Because when we scored, I was like, I like stopped. I was like, I couldn't even like be excited because I was like, oh my gosh, we just scored. And then I immediately looked at the scoreboard to and see I was the like, time. I gotta play for another twenty three minutes. Like we were literally like not even playing soccer. We'd get the ball, we were just kicking it down the field. We didn't want it. We didn't want it on our side of the field at all. But the goal gets set up from a for you brought up a freshman. Yeah. Gab Capaldi sends a just a bomb mm -hmm. into the box. Yeah, bomb into which the box. For you guys, for the way that you played soccer with I believe John, right? Yeah, yeah, John Arlo. His goal was cause that cluster in the box. We're gonna send it there. Get a foot on it. Right. Get a foot. Get a head. Get get a shoulder. I, I mean, whatever yeah. you can. Get get on the ball right. or take them out of like there. You know, bring them in front of the goalie. Cause that. Yeah. Um. What is that? The congestion mm -hmm. that caught. You know, a ball can get by because you don't see it right away. Right. Take us through the. So you said you you stopped. Take us through the play. Yeah. So I like I just stop and I'm like I I. Like, I can't believe that we actually scored on them. And they're all kind of looking around like, we, like, what is going on right now? Like, like, this is Bethany. Like, that's what they're thinking of us. Like, this is Bethany. And what we're saying is we're making a name because that's what we were trying. We were trying to do the whole time we were there. We're making a name. We're putting Bethany on the map. Um, but yeah, and then I, I remember getting up and just going over and I was like, like congratulating her. I'm like, I can't believe you guys scored. And then I think we all honestly shook for the last 23 minutes because I mean, well, honestly, like you said, it was a kick. It was a kick game at that point. Yeah. Get it away. Get it. Get it away from our area. Send it. Exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, at that point, what do you want to do? You're you're beating like what? They were number fourteenth and. Were they fourteen or I thought they had, I thought they had cracked top ten at that. Point. Maybe maybe they did. Or they were right at. Maybe they were yeah. like eleven. They were in that. Right. Where they were going to be the next the next week they should have yeah. been, top ten. Right. So for like Division three, everybody knows Thomas More and like. Nobody knows Bethany. So for us to be beating them, it was like, you know, and we have all that energy and then we're thinking like, okay, now what if they come down our throats and score two and we lose? Like, it just wasn't, it wasn't what we wanted to happen. So, oh my goodness, excuse me, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just like, I, I really liked that game because it was collective. Everybody from every single um, grade level, like they just, they gave it their all. Like, I don't even think we had so much adrenaline. We didn't even have time to be tired. Like everybody that was on the field was playing 110%. Like we really just tried our best. And that was one of, that was one of the better, the better memories. And you know, everybody at Bethany knew, like if you could compete with Thomas Moore, that was great. Even if you lost them, they'd be like, Hey, that was a great game by you guys. Yeah. So, you know, that whole week after everyone's like, how's it feel? Like everyone's still saying, how does it feel? Mm -hmm. um, and it, it was, it was a really good feeling. And then boys basketball actually beat them that year too. So yes. they, they got to live that as well, well I, and know what it was like. And I think, is that the year volleyball gets there? Or is the year before, is it the year before volleyball gets their title? I Cause there's a knockoff of Thomas Moore there too. Yeah. Where, where Bethany and Thomas Moore kind of gone back and forth and 
Yeah. And they get their, I, I think the first title is against, it's either Thomas Moore or Westminster. One of the, uh, I think the second one was Westminster. I'm not, the I'm second not sure. one's up there yeah. at Westminster. Yeah. So I think the first one might have been, so the, you know what I mean? That was a time for Bethany Athletics. Right. That this is a program that now is a Division II school and, and they were already talented-wise on many levels mm-hmm. already there. Right. You guys beat them. I think baseball competed with them that year. There was there was just a different atmosphere athletically. Yeah. And I almost, I wish, like, everybody's going to wish they had more years. But it was like, you know, we struggled a little bit. And by the time it was my senior year, of course, you go off of what coaches say. But as a player, the way I was looking at it was like, you know, we finished, we didn't have a winning season. But we did have six or seven wins that season, which was more than, I think, we won three games seasons prior like every year yeah, we have won say, only like you had, that, you had those you had the guaranteed win against penn state beaver oh, where heinerman has a heinerman and julie both have a record that i don't think either one of them actually claimed because it's like oh it was 10 people and and the blind guy that was driving the bus right. like, like i feel so bad for <laughs> for that program yeah because everybody came in and just like yeah, there was always a homecoming like a like a weird i know the first year was like a weird midday homecoming thing and it was like what do you mean you showed up with you showed up with nine people yeah. like, you could have called us that would have <laughs> we just taken it like right. you know, we would have done an inter, inter squad or something but like yeah. nine people you showed up with yeah um so you know the the thomas moore you get that win and that's how kind of your fall yeah. that's a recap of your fall and you are a a winter comper yeah. so you now move into you know soccer ends you move into the comps Let's talk about, uh, you said, your department. It was a very, very close group mm-hmm. with the way that you guys studied and whatnot. Um, and we had Cassie Weiss on a couple weeks ago, and she talked about how um, she, you guys petrified her when it came to study. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because it was like everybody knew how to study, and it was, yeah. and they, she did that it wasn't, it was good for her, but it wasn't like something she was really comfortable with. Yeah. Um. So for somebody that may be preparing, because we're in that time now where the yeah. winter comps are coming, the January comps, um, did you think that was a better option than going in the spring? Did you just want to have it done? Was What all went into how you decided to? So the way our program is set up, you kind of, it's a lot, like you get the choice to comp and in the winter like you don't have to wait till the spring because some people do because they have classes that they have to take i personally think it's better because you know you're on campus now nobody's here it's not warm out so you don't even want to go outside where spring conference it's like oh my gosh everybody's outside like chilling on the hill going Mm -hmm. swimming in the river so um i just think you get a lot more focus in that um but then you also don't have as many people at your comps because the school's not here um I think it's worth it, though. I definitely think it's worth it to do it in the fall. Or, well, winter, fall, however you want to call it. So you, uh, I'm going to take you back to Rittens. Okay. You open your folder. First reaction. After studying the way that you did, first reaction to open up the folder. A lot of writing. I felt like I was an English major. <laughs> because it's like, you know, math majors are sitting there with math problems, so they're getting to, like, work it out. And I'm getting the scenario of, like, this is what's happening the parents are fighting over custody of the kids and what are you, you going to do? Like, you know, so, I mean, it was nice because it was exactly what we had done all four years. It was applying our knowledge, 
but then like I said, I'm sitting there literally writing right. three pages of like why I In would those do blue this. books, man, the blue books. Oh, God, yeah. I, I don't like, miss a blue book. I feel like every time I was like standing up, I'm like, Can I get another one? Like I'm I'm running out of paper, I'm running out of everything. I don't and know, you know what my pens are gonna have ink. You know what you are in comps for the people that haven't taken them. But you're the person that makes like a person like me that's like Oh man, I'm only gonna need these two books they gave me, and then you hear, "Can I get more books? I'm running out of." Sp- You're like, what am I, I doing wrong? Did I not write? Did I not write enough? Right. I, I got the answer. Should I? But yeah. So you, uh, you, you do written's are. It was a lot, mm-hmm. lot. Um, I've I, I haven't really asked anybody this question, but so I felt when you got through the second part, the second written. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter if you passed it or not. And everybody struggles that second day. Or maybe it's the first day, but the second test. Yeah. Everybody struggles and you just like kind of have this mental snap. Right. At at a point where you're like, you know what? I did it. I took it and they haven't called me. Like you get, you you get to that last out the door. And I remember, I remember Barnes coming up to me and going, how do you think you did? Doesn't matter. I finished it. Yeah. They're going to pass me we're good yeah and i think the the worst part and it's something that they've changed a lot but the worst part of the old comps was that you had to wait for that phone call okay you had to like so what is it now you said change now it's i, I think most people know i think even even when i graduated when i took comps when you took comps we knew where we were scheduled okay. like your block you knew where you were going into orals oh okay yeah whereas you didn't even know Back in the day, you didn't know at Rittens if you were going to Orals. Oh, there okay. was no mass schedule. There was a, you got a phone call Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. If you got a phone call, it was, you might be a borderline person. Right. But when you walked out Tuesday, there was an email sent to you with your time. And then mm-hmm. you could send it out to everybody else. Right. If you got the phone call, it was, listen, you, uh, you might want to come into Orals and be very prepared because you're or you got the phone call that nobody wants to get and it's the you didn't do well enough on the writtens to even come to orals um which i don't think has happened no i haven't i didn't see that happen at all while i was there i I definitely did see a couple people um not walk out of comps and that was obviously very tragic but most of them i know have come back and and that's taken them and that's the other thing about comps is that everybody everybody's worried about them mm-hmm. when you're here but for the people that didn't walk out there was no that community that you were talking about there was no you're you're a bum because right. you felt like anybody could fail comps right yeah it, you, it's very easy i you mean you don't know until you go into it test yeah. anxiety it's not Sometimes it's not about it's not a science. It's not an exact science. Yeah, I, mean, I I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, and they and a lot of those people I I do I can now that I'm thinking about the people that went through comps, it was that didn't walk out, mm-hmm. they did come back that either that next January or that next spring, and they took them and we celebrated because it was even that much more of a celebration that they had they had gotten there. Right. Um, Actually, I think my junior or senior year, somebody came back to take a comps and they had, gra- well, not graduated, but they had been done at Bethany like 20 some years. And they came out of comps and they like weren't even excited for comps. And he was like, I just want to know if it's chicken patty Wednesday still. <laughs> and like literally went down to the cafe and got cool. chicken patties. <laughs> so you know they ruined the chicken patties. 
I hate to say that. I have not been to the new calf. I've just heard that it's not chicken patty. It's a, like a grilled chicken thing. Oh. It's not It's not chicken. Like, I'm good for the healthy. I get yeah. it. Healthy foods. But like chicken patty Wednesday? The part of it was the chicken patty. They used to have both. You could do, you know, the fried one. Well, and then, you know, at Chartwell's, it was chicken patty Wednesday for lunch and chicken parm Wednesday for dinner. It was the chicken patties that, <laughs> that, late, that late lunch was, oh, we made a little too much chicken parm it is. <laughs> Um, oh, man. So, uh, I guess we'll go, it's probably a good spot to, what are you doing now? With, so, you have a social work degree, you're in Youngstown? Yeah, I have a social work degree. I went back, they actually started the uh, one-year program for the master's when I had gone back, so I took advantage of that. Um, I went straight through. Um, that, that taught me a lot as well. That was really mm -hmm. cool. A lot of the people I was in the program with, they had already been graduated from their undergrad and like working for 10 years and I'm like oh I just graduated from my undergrad I have no work experience let me come and sit in this class and like literally only be able to talk about school stuff and no life experience but I learned a lot from that too so um, that was cool I did that and then about six months after I had graduated I finally got a job and honestly I I I'm almost sad that this was the first job that I got because I never want to work anywhere else it's just you it is so top notch for a social worker because everybody knows, oh, oh, you're a social worker, so you like not making money. And I'm like, yes, I love not making money. Like, <laughs> thank you. That's thank you for putting it out. Like, Sorry. you couldn't have said, like, wow, that's so nice. You like to help people. You're like, you, oh, you like to be poor. And I'm do like, you yes. Enjoy not having uh, expendable income. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> so, um, but like, it's a very good paying job for. Um, a social worker they really take care of us um, insurance is great my supervisors I couldn't ask for anything better um, I don't know if I want to stay in Youngstown Ohio for the rest of my life but while I'm there that's where I want to be um, I think it's I think it's a great job so I work with um, it's like I, we're delegated through an insurance company mm -hmm. so I can work with anybody from 18 till end of life as long as they're um, eligible for Medicare and Medicaid. So it's a lot of like disabilities. So okay. I have some MS members, you know, cancer, end-stage renal disease, and they don't want to go to a nursing home because who wants to go to a nursing home? I you don't have to. That. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I provide, I set them up with like meals. They'll get home delivered meals so they don't have to cook as much or they'll get aides in the home to come help them shower and clean and and do and, the day-to-day -day tasks that they they still want to be able to accomplish but you just need to make sure somebody's there in case right yeah so and like without me then they don't they have to be agreeable to the case management to have that type of insurance so um i'm also like the fun social worker like some people are like oh are, are they mad when you go to their house and i'm like no they love me because they know that i'm i'm helping them get what they what yeah. they need um so a lot of people think social work as well and they're like oh mental health and you know, I get a nice taste of that a little bit and I have a lot of members that, you know, they, they pour out a lot of their life to me, but then I'm like, I help them with what I know that I can do. And then I'm like, but if it's that big of an issue, we're going to get you in home counseling. Yeah. So then they don't even have to leave their house to go to but counseling. We'll get you somebody that this is better. They're better uh, equipped right. to do. It's their specialty. Yeah. So it's like, I know all the tricks and stuff, but I don't train on that stuff every day. So, um, yeah, I, I love it. I, I, when I came here, I, I was a physical education major. I, you know, I, I just, everybody that's been on the show, I just keep getting to bring back. I was also an really? education, I was a history education major as a football player. I was going to come and be wow. a typical high school history teacher Yeah. that coached football. And that was going to be my life. And then I got put in front of a camera and here we are. Fell in love with it. But look at what you're doing now. So it worked out the way it was supposed to. 
you, you you mentioned that you're back in Youngstown. Yes. Uh, so you're a now a second aunt, right? I am. You're yeah. newly second aunt. Congratulations yeah. to your brother. Um, also, I, I know your dad's your dad has a restaurant. He's trying to so yeah. He's trying to. I know he's trying to work his way out of it and, and get it moved. So yeah, that's, if anybody's looking to buy a bar restaurant, there. Yeah, it's for sale, Youngstown, Ohio. It's called Molly's Restaurant. So he had owned that for um. 37, 38 years and met my mom there. And, you know, it just, it was time for him to get out of it. Time for him to retire. He's yeah. having some health issues. So yeah, that was really cool, but it's a cool family, family place. So I guess we're at that point. We're at the point of the show. We're going to ask the last two questions and then we're okay. going to send it off to Mr. Chambers okay. and all his deliciousness. Is, uh, Miss those sandwiches. Um, so you, you pointed out when you were here that you played here as if you were a Division One or Division Two scholarship athlete, you weren't. You were a Division Three athlete. Yes, I was. <laughs> why Division Three, and then after why Division Three, why Bethany? Why the? And it doesn't just have to be Bethany. The small, the small liberal arts college. Okay. So why Division Three? So I think Division Three just because you know I ha I did have some friends that went. D2. A lot of them went D2. Maybe only know one that went D1. But it was like, there was so much more anxiety with it. If I don't perform, I can lose my scholarship. I can lose my education. Um, and, you know, that's great that they had that athletic ability. And I would never tell them to go D3 just so that they don't have to have that worry. But I, I do think it was nice, like, for me, because I took it serious, like, you know, I didn't have to get up and go to 6 a.m., but I did because, like, sometimes I didn't have to get up and go. We had a choice. But, like, it's like you want to do that because you wanted to to play well. But it was just nice because there was that good balance between, you know, I'm an athlete, but our coaches were like, you're an athlete, but you're a student. And mm -hmm. We care about your education. So it was nice to have both, especially because, you know, after, after college, what am I going to be doing with soccer? Maybe coaching, maybe coaching, and, and you play. did get into coaching, but it's one of and you and you. I mean, before before you recorded this, you yeah, were, but came from a soccer game, yeah. You that that division three, and I, I think the point that I, I, the reason I asked that question is, um, I can't remember who said it, but it's at the division three level, it's more about the passion to want to continue to play the and not saying that division one division two aren't that way right but at division three you're not getting that financial boost right they might help you find grants because they want you to be here at the school right but they can't physically give you money yeah you're here because you wanted to continue playing soccer mm -hmm. you wanted to continue even if it wasn't going to be fully like um Cooper, for instance, went through the concussion issues, but stayed with the program right. because he loved the, the sport. Mm -hmm. I think the pure love of, and, and we miss that in right. the bigger schools, because yeah. it's so much money is being flooded into that Division One, right. and then down into Division Two. But the Division Three people are the purists, almost. Yeah. I, I love the sport. I want to get an education, but I also want. I'm not done. I'm not done playing right. soccer, basketball, baseball, etc. I want to come and do so. Yeah, and, like the thing with Cooper. So, you know, sometimes at a D2 level or a D1 level, it's like, oh, you got hurt. Oh, you're not making a comeback. All right, well, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to take away your scholarship. And then it's not like, oh, but you can come be our camera guy. Or you can come do stats. Like, you know, that would be nice, but it's almost like, okay, well, we don't have a use for you anymore. 
Where D3, it's like... You're not worth... At, at, the D, at that level, you're not worth art investment. Exactly. And yeah. unfortunately, as adults, we have to... We look at it from a different... When you're a kid and you're getting recruited, you're going, well, I'm, I, you made a promise to me that you don't realize that promise is actually a very hefty financial investment right. from the college's point of view. Mm -hmm. um, but again, you don't have that in that Division three level. And Cooper was able to... And there was... Um, I know Michelle had some issues where she had to stop playing because I believe her back. Yeah. But she was still involved with the team. She yeah, was she was um, a member. And doing athletic training. Yes. So she was always the student athletic trainer uh, with us. So that was nice because she was able to, you know, be around us still. And she knew the, the sport. So it's like, oh, this is hurting. Like, you know, Maybe it's it helps her education just yeah. as much as it helped us to have somebody there that we knew and we were comfortable with. Michelle, if you're watching, you should uh, message me and get on the show. But it's just a <laughs> that's just a shameless plug that I have to do. Um, so we we did the Y Division three, and I, I I think that that's the most in depth we've gone into that con that yeah. that question. Um, why Bethany? Because you you pointed out that smaller, not being the one of two hundred, but being one of twelve. Yeah. So twelve to thirty. I mean, I'm not. Gonna, we're not going to say that the, cl the classes are so small, but you're, right. you know, your your professor, and he knows you, or she knows you. It's yeah. not a. I mean, how many classes did you have in the lecture hall? Bio one hundred. I'm assuming. And I didn't even take bio. Come on, I'm not that smart. <laughs> I failed bio twice, and then ended up in chemistry with Doctor Brothers. Thank you, Doctor Brothers, for passing me. Bill Hicks, I understand you have to go to class to pass a class. <laughs> no hard feelings Sorry. there. <laughs> it's just a yeah. Um, so I think why Bethany is kind of like what I had said before. Like, you know, it, it really is a family. So you know, coaches were coming, and or coaches were coming, teachers were coming, professors were coming. Um, you know, to games, and they were watching and. You know, they might have never watched soccer before, but you were in their class. And it's like, you know, you come to my class. I want to come to a game. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we kind of did for for each other. Or even Sam Gooch. I mean, before you got here, you, yeah. that's a relationship you have. That, that That's not a guy that now he is because he's taking the pictures and everything. But not a guy that is necessarily needed to be involved and be at the – he doesn't have to go to those, those, those events. He chooses to. Right, yeah. There's a lot Heather of passion Taylor. Here. Oh, another H one, yeah. you know, and, and, and HT is the, the, the bison backer. I believe the, I, I don't even think it's called that anymore. I think it's called the HT or the Heather Taylor award. I, I believe so. Somebody will probably watch this and see that I said that. And if it's wrong, they'll let us know. But I think it is. And if it's not, it should be it should because be. she's in everything. Yes. She's in comps too. Yeah. She would write quotes what, before we were going into comps. Like, well, and what she did for, uh, what's the, there was a kid, Aiden. You remember Aiden? Uh, her yeah. driving to his house, he's taking comps, she's in on his comp board mm -hmm. in his driveway and he has no idea. I mean that's no. that's that the community that we had mm -hmm. and we have. I think that it's it's a different community now. Right. It's not the community that we were in. It's gonna change. That it changes right. with the people. But the overall community that Bethany provides is something that from the other schools that I've gone to, you don't get. Yeah, I would agree with you. And you talk to people that went to other schools and whatnot, and it's they, they tell you about, oh, yeah, we did this and this and this, and yeah. you're sitting there like, well, yeah, Chingy came to Bethany. And, right. You know, I remember the M MGK and Waka came to Bethany, and oh, yeah. we had that concert on Greek Hill. I mean, it was there's things that we were able to do here and that they're that, – it, I guess Bethany lends the capability to do yeah. where you kind of have to make your own fun. Yes. I tell people that all the time as well, that 
that's a good point because I said, you know, while I was at Bethany, I was able to make fun out of not having a lot. Like if it was snowing, you can't leave Bethany. So it's like, you know, me and Cooper get in our bathing suits and go sledding with no sleds right down the hill on our stomachs. Like, you know, that like we just- Or the mattress had... sledding. Yes. Mattress sledding is a, people underestimate mattress sledding. It's and so much fun. I will tell you, Hogue Field is one of, one of an injury that I had to explain to a coach <laughs> because we got a big snow my freshman year and we're going sledding. Well, they had they have these white poles for the goalie nets, and in the middle of the night, with snow on the ground, you can't really see where that white pole is. Well, let Probably me tell not. you, my shoulder found every part of the pole, and I had to go into Tim Weaver and tell him the next day for lifting, I'm gonna be out for a week. Hit my hit my shoulder off of a pole. What do you mean you hit your shoulder off a pole? I went sled riding last night. Mm. Yep. That was the, that was his response. Mm. Mm. He's probably thinking like, I can't wait till you come back because you're going to be running. Oh, oh no, it didn't matter. But then I was, everybody else was lifting. I was in the rec center. Oh. I, I, I got really familiar with the, the indoor track. Gotcha. Um, That's why they had to put a new one in. Yes, I, yes, I just, I had a, there was an, an actual track for me that I just kind of ran in and every day. And there you go. Every day. There was a whole divot. But, um, well, I, I do appreciate you stopping by. Thank you for having me, of course. Um, it's great to catch up. This has been Andrea Precarado from the class of 2018. And I know somebody's going to point out that I just looked to make sure of that. But I had to make sure I got it right because for some reason I keep having 19 pop into my head. No, that's not right. Uh, but without that, with, with, with all that being said, i got to send it to Harry Chambers. Uh, I planned on having a T-shirt here, but it's somewhere in my laundry because I did that this weekend. So didn't have it ready and was wrinkled but get to chambers breakfast sandwich dollar sandwich the original dollar menu nobody can argue it 1917 uh biscuits and gravy the t-shirts they have two t-shirts out right now one is the shroom capital of the world shirts the other is uh it says chambers general store on the front on the back it says if they don't have it you don't need it uh turners if you're watching please sponsor me uh everybody enjoys your tea people expect me to give tea now so it's it's kind of a whole thing. It's good tea. Um, it is good tea. It's the nectar of the gods, as I call it. But um, other than that, Harry Chambers, you tell us about your place. You've just watched another exciting episode of Dingo Talk with your host, Carlo Guadagnino, recorded live in his secret lair in Bethany, West Virginia. Sponsored by Chambers General Store, the longest running general store in the state of West Virginia. Stop by and see us. We're here Monday through Friday, 6A to 5P, and on Saturday, 6A to noon. Get a breakfast sandwich or our new sausage, biscuits, and gravy. Coming soon, another round of Bethany Mushroom Capital of the World t-shirts and new Chambers General Store. If, you don't, if we don't have it, you don't need it t-shirts. Good.